Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me, episode 68. And I'm covering Too Hot to Handle, the new Netflix series that if you haven't been watching, what are you even doing with your ISO life? I mean, it is terrible and all these people are so attractive. They will definitely kill your self-confidence. But what else are we doing with our young lives? <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. Um, look, it's again, if you have just jumped into it, it's one of these island based shove a bunch of 20 something hot people on an island and watch them squirm. Except the twist being that they're not allowed to have any kind of sexual contact of any time of any kind with each other, um, which, of course, they're all struggling with tremendously um, because they're very sexy and sex is not withheld from sexy people. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's only one month and they're just like, they're literally, I think, on day three or four and they are in fits of rage and tears for not being able to get it on. Um, they're also not allowed to masturbate. So I think that's kind of the kicker. That's uh, ever, like you should see these people. They're like shaking. I don't know. These guys are like filled up to the brim with their own jizz and it's about to pour out their eyeballs because. <laughs> oh my God. That came so naturally for me to say. And that's really upsetting for me. And then I had the visual in, I listened back to the words that came out of my mouth and I visualized it and it's not good. You guys, it's not good. And now I'm sure you're all visualizing it because I've just taken this time to think about my actions. Um, so I'm sorry about that. That just literally made me dry. <laughs> Anyway, so if they break the rules, they win $100,000, which they no longer have uh, the full amount left because each time they do break the rules, the money is deducted. We learned in the last couple episodes that for a, a pash, they, they will lose about three grand. So we don't know how much each other individual act will be yet, but three grand for a kiss uh, is a lot of money. So... Yeah, let's get into it. I'm covering episodes episodes three and four this week. Look, we head to, so let me just get my shiz together. I'm a little bit all over the place because I've been doing a lot of painting and I've just started sealing my paintings. So I've been painting... Um, pots and furniture and making them really pretty and bright and colorful because that's my thing but I just went to Bunnings and bought which is like a hardware store if you're not from Oz um, and stocked up on some like sealant spray I don't know the lingo because I've never done anything like this in my life before but it's my new thing Anyway, so I've just painted everything in my house leopard print in different colors and yeah, it kind of looks like a unicorn vomited a rainbow in every room, which is great. But I have to spray, it's like in, um, uh, what are they called? Like a spray paint 
can, which is who mentioned that their dick was the size of a spray can because that's what we're visualizing here. I think it was Sharon. So if you picture Sharon's dick, then you can imagine what I'm holding while I'm working. (laughs) But these fumes, I swear to God, they make me so loopy to the point I won't even let my cat come outside with me when I'm spray painting because he is so tiny and delicate. And I have been wearing my um, washable pandemic mask that I wear to the shops to spray paint because it's it's a real it's a real issue so that's getting a getting a few washes deep these days all right don't say deep note to self when talking about too hot to handle who shall we start with so in episode three we have this kind of bondage expert what she call it shabiri shabari um basically where they use ropes and ties to tie up their submissive and the dominant party does all the tying up. It's these workshops that they're doing, I guess like they're meant to be sexy, but it's just so fucking awkward. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? And it should not remind anybody of this, but this is how detached it feels from sexy to me. Um, it reminds me of like holiday program or after school care and someone would come in to teach us a dance or an exercise routine or to play, I don't know, some kind of sport with us. And none of the kids really want to do it, but we're all there and there's nothing else to do. So you're just like, oh, all right, I may as well get it out of the way. That's what this Shibari workshop felt like to me. It's just like throw a bunch of kids in a room, give them an instructor and force them to do something they really don't want to do. (laughs) Oh, God. Francesca and Harry have been put together in a super orcs. She just doesn't want anything to do with him. I don't even think they participate. Um, Jesus is so fucking proud of himself because he's tied up so many girls before. Okay. Well done, bro. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, he just is so fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, we get it. You're a sex god as well as being an actual god. Because Jesus. <laughs> I proud of that one. <laughs> the workshop that we have the next week. So episode, what, four? I, I have no idea what the timeline of this show is. I'm feeling, I'm kind of watching it, thinking it's just day by day, but who knows? It could have been three days, a week. Like, who knows how long it's been in between each um, episode. And if it's meant to be a month, it's only six episodes. Yeah, who knows? It's probably every three days to a week, just depending on what's gone down. Oh my God, they're going to be losing. No, it's eight episodes. So yeah, okay, I guess it must... Don't make me do maths, you guys. Um, Where are we? So yeah, the, the next workshop, the next after-school care program, throw kids into a, a rumpus room and let them run around is the most awkward. I, if you thought Shibari was Orky Momos, you're going to die at non-verbal communication. 
oh my God, I felt uncomfortable watching this. Like, look, these, these are the, this is the perfect group of people to do this with. These are people who have never tapped into emotions. They live on instinct. They're all just like, all the boys are just like run by their dicks and all the girls are run by validation from the penises that are heading toward them. So these are the people that need to practice nonverbal communication. And so I think that this is really great for them. I mean, we see it with David. He just starts to cry because he's never felt an emotion before in his life. And he's like, oh, my God, um, what's her name? Rhonda, you became became a person and not just a body with a great rack and a nice, nice fucking peachy butt. She's like, oh my God, I feel like you really see me. I mean, guys. Uh, But anyway, at least they're doing the work. It just reminded me when I was about 20, I went to this event called Yoga Camp. And I thought it was going to be kind of like a big festival, but legitimately there was probably only about 60 of us there. And ranging from, you know, my age to people in their 60s. Um, We had to do all these strange workshops similar to what we've been presented here. And like there was one workshop where we did have to do this soul gazing bullshit that they do where they stare into each other's eyes. Shampa incense. Um, Obviously not wearing a shirt because why would you? And I just stare into his eyes for, I think it was like five to 10 minutes. Honestly, anything more than 30 seconds is disgusting to me. (laughs) It was so awkward. And you could see him just like, oh, like being so moved by his own sense of self and just like loving this so much. And I was just stood there like, this is the most fucking awkward bullshit thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm open-minded to that stuff. Like, well, at least I was when I was 20, you know, when I was all about the chai tea and bliss balls. But, you know, I've become bitter and haggard in my old age. But this guy was so into it that it was really uncomfortable for me. And he was my age. He was only like early 20s. And he was just, you know, you know, when you're in your, you know, when you're a douchebag. You know, when you're like trying to find yourself and then you think that you found yourself in yoga and peace and love. I'm like, fuck off, Jesus. It's not going to happen. But that was probably the highlight of yoga camp for me because there was another workshop that I had to attend and swiftly realized I wasn't as open minded as I I, uh, thought going into the whole scenario where all the women had to congregate in a circle and we all had to individually um, enact giving birth to one another. And we were encouraged to scream and swear and push and splay our loins. And yeah, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and just go do some vinyasa because this, this is not what I signed up for. 
So look, it can always get worse, I guess is the moral of the story. You could be staring into someone's eyes awkwardly one minute. You could be shooting an imaginary baby out of your vagina minutes later. So swings and roundabouts, guys. Swings and roundabouts. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. So we're in this nonverbal thing. It gives David the... Uh, insight that women are more than just their tits and vaginas and asses. And so now he thinks he's in love with Rhonda. Um, Sharon, he ain't happy. He is jelly AF. And he starts giving David the silent treatment. But David very stoically sits down with Sharon. And I actually thought this was sweet. And now David's growing on me, even though I called him what the knockoff version of Frodo <laughs> last episode. <laughs> but I think he's funny and I think he's going to be probably gain a lot of growth and personal insight from this experiment. Um, that's what I hope for him. And he tells, you know, he sits down with Sharon and they have a conversation about how they're both in love with Rhonda and no one else in in the experiment interests them. And Sharon is death staring David so hard. I'm pretty sure his soul just died. But then David really gallantly, is that the word? Um, Valiant? Gallant? You know what? DM me. He steps up to the plate and he says, look, you know, I can see you have a really genuine connection with, with Rhonda Sharon. If you can really step up to the plate and let your guard down, I'm not going to stand in your way. And Sharon's little face goes from woe to yo. But <laughs> I think I meant to do that the other way around. No to woe. Whatever. Um, and he's so fucking happy. He is, his eyes light up. He's actually got a beautiful smile, which in that moment I realized we haven't seen for a while because it was so cute that I would have remembered it. And they have a little hug. They both get hard-ons and they go their separate ways. And Sharon is rewarded with a date with his beautiful woman, Rhonda. But before we watch them go on their date, we get some news about... Lana, the robot, brings out the humidifier robot, brings out these special little watches um, that light up or go neutral, depending on whether or not you've been a good egg. So they're generally black, but the screen's black. But if you are, if, if Lana thinks that you're developing a good emotional, true connection with somebody, she might just give you the green light. And if both of your little watches light up at the same time, you've got an undetermined amount of time to get your freak on without breaking the rules, without losing money. So you can kiss, you can fuck, but you don't know how long it's going to last for. That's the only catch. So Sharon is sat on the beach with his girl Ron's, Sharon and Ron's, and Obviously, that's the whole Bachelor thing, the wine and cheese scenario. 
and he opens up to her and they've placated Lana enough to give them both the green light and they have a cheeky pash and all is well with the world. Yay, true love. In the other corner, we have Kells and Francesca. Oh, this bitch. She's a lot, right? I mean, I'm struggling with her. Kells and Francesca do the uh, the nonverbal communication um, workshop together and suddenly she's in love with him. So they decide, Lana decides, it's time for them to have a date. And they go on a date. Um, well, they have a hot tub date. It's not really... It's just, can you guys sit in a hot tub together and drink some champagne and try not to touch each other? Francesca is a lot. She's obviously never, ever been turned down before in her entire life. So when Kells refuses to kiss her, because one, she's kissed everybody in the house by day three, and two, he doesn't want to lose three grand for a kiss with this little miss... And she has never been rejected or turned down before that her life is over. She is so embarrassed, so humiliated. And she's like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to turn him. So she suggests they have a shower together, which I'm sure is in the rules. Come on. Seriously, they're allowed to have naked showers together, but they're not allowed to kiss. If they don't lose money for that, That's a real great loophole that everybody is going to get on top of real quick. But he still won't kiss her in the shower. He hasn't whispered sweet nothings in in her ear, you know, telling her that he loves her right off the bat, even though she could give a shit. She just wants to win um, and get what she wants out of him, which is validation. So... She is now going to punish him and go back to Harry or whoever the fuck else because she's just grumpy. So she dumps him. He doesn't care. He's doing his weights. He'll be fine. (sighs) One thing, what happens with the money? Do they have to split it? Is it that pool of money between all of those people? That's something that wasn't made clear. But yeah, I mean, I was shocked that they didn't bring up the shower at the end of episode four. Um, So unless they bring it up ep five and and deduct some money, I guess, I guess it's cool. Which, yeah, I mean, seems like a, again, seems like a great loophole. (laughs) Yeah, you can just stand here and admire my naked ripped form while water slowly oozes down my rippling muscles but no 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 you can't have a cheeky kiss I didn't get this show you guys (laughs) oh I missed something I missed that because the date between Rhonda and Sharon went so well they now get a special reward of having a private suite together But I think this is more of a test than a genuinely good move um, on Lana's part because they're told that the green light is not going to come on again. So they have to just sleep in the same room together. As soon as they walk in the door, she's up on that D grinding him, dry humping with clothes on as if we're 14 again. 
and you just know it's not going to end well. That's like a cool 20 grand in the bin right now. So we'll see what happens there. But I mean, you could just think of it like a nice chance to chat to the person that you're getting to know, have a dinner together, enjoy each other's company and learn about one another. But, you know, these people are sex maniacs. So they think with their loins and not their hearts. Who else have we got? It was, oh, in episode three. So the previous episode, we are introduced to the poor man's Jamie Oliver, Bryce. Now, this guy lives on a boat in Marina Del Rey. So he's absolutely fucked Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules at some point in his life. This guy is so fucking riddled. He says he wakes, he says proudly, announces with such pride, like his his chest puffed out, like his fucking cock of the walk. That he wakes up every day with a different girl. Wow. What a guy. Congratulations. You have herpes. This guy is so gross and I'm annoyed at myself because he's charming and I find him funny. He, it would work on me <laughs> and I hate it. He's a muso, but he tries to entertain the crowd by playing originals. Come on, man. If you're a mu- real musician, you know better than that. It's never going to work. I was in an originals band. You're only going to win people over if you throw in a few covers. Um, yeah, people are bored. He's playing like the most depressing songs ever. And Haley makes the really good point. Um, that's our girl Haley, who's Francesca's side piece, basically, and puppet. She is the one who didn't know where Australia is. We're over here, babe. Down here. She goes, he lives on a boat. I don't know if that means he's rich or he's broke. Girl, you said it better than I ever could. What the fuck does that mean? He's totally poor, right? (laughs) It's so weird. Who lives on a boat? I don't know. I don't understand these LA kids. What do I know? But anyway, I thought that was hilarious. So I think that is the main events from this, uh, the last couple episodes. I'm really, I'm really not a fan of Fran. Um, She's just, as, as I think Jesus called her, she's the most manipulative person in the house. And it's just becoming very clear. And she thinks she's so clever. She thinks she's so sexy. But she's one of those people that you see and you're like, oh, my God, she is stunning. And then their personality just sl- bit by bit makes them really unattractive. Um, Harry's jealous, obviously, because he thinks he's more attractive than Kells in his fucking dreams. Look, that's where we're at. I mean, we'll just keep on watching and watch these people kind of unravel as their eyeballs fill up with cum. And on that note, stay safe and have a nice ISO. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just couldn't help myself. You guys know where to find me. I'm on Insta at reality TV and me. All of this is in the show notes, by the way. 
uh, my personal Insta at She's Pernicious. If you want to check out some of the painting that I've been doing, that's getting me super high in order to record this nonsensical trash. And you can follow me on Facebook. Oh, by the way, before you tune out, because I mean, we all do at this point of the podcast, don't we? Um, Married at First Sight Australia will be premiering in uh, on Lifetime in the US. So you'll finally be able to watch it without too much hassle. Um, I think on the 27th of May. So we've still got another month to get there. And I'll just be reposting um, the episodes, the recaps I did with Jacques uh, on my Facebook and my Instagram. So make sure you're up to date with that. The episodes are already uh, in in this feed, but you'll have to scroll down to find the corresponding app. So if you're already following me, that'll just give you a heads up to what number episode corresponds with what they're releasing that week, if that makes sense. All right. So Facebook is Facebook, just search reality TV and me or Kirsten Moore. And, um, I think that's it. I've been doing a bit of writing. So if you want to check out my writing, just go to kirstenmoore.com.au. Look, it's not light and fluffy like this podcast. It gets pretty hardcore pretty quickly, but if you feel like you've got the energy to handle something pretty heavy you're able you you can very I'm very happy for you to read that I'm writing a memoir at the moment so you're welcome to take a squeeze anyway all right I think that's it from me also on Twitter that's the other thing I was uh trying to think of and that's also she's pernicious wow what a shit show I just totally messed up the order of all of that it's a complete messy head fuck but It's all in the show notes. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Lots of love. Bye.